What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene, Lubbock, people up in the Mile High City, Denver, Colorado, people up in Tyler, people up in the Shaw City, and people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down Laredo. You are tuned in here to the Wednesday edition of the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing and spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a Dose, and we are broadcasting here from the Maestro Dobell Tequila Studios. 877-37-GRIND is your number to participate if you know what you want to talk about. It is open phone lines as usual. All right, all we ask you to do is call during the breaks and be patient during the segments uh, and breaks, and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. Also, if you need to reach out to me or follow me via Twitter, you can do that at SportsGrind. And if you want to stream the show live and leave comments, I'll read those, respond to those, and read to those on on air in real time. And if I don't uh, get to them then, I'll respond to them later. You can go to the business Facebook page of Sports Grind Entertainment, or you can go to my personal page uh, and leave comments. And also keep in mind, uh, if you ever miss any of the episodes live, you can always go to sportsgrindonline.com where you can download the podcast seven days a week, 365. And if you're in a market that uh, doesn't carry us terrestrial-wise uh, or you're traveling, or like today, uh, we'll probably be in preempted, okay, by play-by-play, uh, you can go ahead and go to sportsgrindonline.com and you can click the play button and listen to us live that way. 877-37-GRIND. What's up, Mr. Clark? You ready? Yes, sir. Ready to rock and roll. All right, man. You feeling better today than you did yesterday? You were kind of down yesterday. Yeah. It's kind of shocking you took it that hard. I mean, I know, you know, what Chubb goes, but it was surprised you took it that hard, but I got it. Well, it, it don't it, sound it, good either. What's that? I said it doesn't look good either with him. Oh, I think no. you're right. I think this is going to be one of those that, you know, I mean, it just <clears throat> out of everything with me. I mean, I know you have a emotional tie to it in that team and him, but to me, it's just a sucking. The thing that it sucks to me is just the timing of this thing, man. So, uh, but hope you're in better spirits uh, today. Yeah, you know? you know, got a little uh, took a nap yesterday. Still got a good night's sleep because, like I said, it was it was hard. It was hard. Couldn't couldn't sleep after you know the night mm. after that. So, and, and then uh, of course you get the little the little salve over it all today. Um, you know, you do bring a familiar face back. Yeah, I did see that. We're definitely going to uh, start there here shortly. Uh, Cleveland did make a signing. We've got Kareem Hunt finally getting on the unemployment line. Uh, so we got a lot of things to get to. Still will be NFL heavy as well. Going to take a look at the midline week report. I've never really have done this before, but I think now in the flux of the way the landscape has really changed and you have more people, more eyes on it, uh, regardless in regards to the uh, NFL sports betting lines. I was kind of do a midweek report just to take a glance not official foundation you know we're coming off of a cool down in the second week we came coming off a two and four weekend uh after starting five and one so plan on diving it in a a little bit earlier this week than i did last week looking at everything so we'll do an nfl midline report we'll do one for college as well too before we leave the college scene so we've got some nfl things going on uh travis kelsey's brother has kind of spoken uh and with tmz on everybody and confirming uh what the rumors are going around with travis kelsey so i definitely have my thoughts on that um also you know uh mcveigh uh, has responded uh, to his last second decision to kick a field goal and the explanation makes no sense um, and I don't believe it and the only thing I haven't looked for but I know it has to be out there I'm interested to see what kind of money that shifted 
Uh, I know usually these things, especially, like I said, since the landscape has changed and everybody's passerby or pay attention to the sports betting world now, uh, especially in this industry, I'm, I know it's out there dollar-wise. I just haven't looked at it or came across my radar. So we've got that going on. Uh, WNBA uh, continues to roll on. Uh, the Liberty uh, was able to go ahead and get uh, – Rid of the Mystics last night. Uh, they were able to move on uh, to the next round, which is the semifinal round. Uh, Mystics really blew a golden opportunity, man. I know Deladon has missed a lot of the season uh, with injury and recovered from injury, and she kind of came back probably about a week or two left in the regular season, maybe a little bit more. Uh, so she had a horrible game yesterday. But really, man, they had an opportunity in two straight possessions uh, to grab a rebound to secure the victory. Um, and extend the series and send it back to Washington. Now, um, which I'll get this out of the way because I know we'll get caught up on some other stuff, but it had me thinking, and I just, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I remember thinking about this a few years ago, uh, but um, due to the fact that I was kind of looking at that series, the Liberty and the Mystics, and we have another situation tonight where the Connecticut Suns are in a game three uh, going to Minnesota. Um I've got a question about the WNBA format and playoff format. Um, according to what I see, all their rounds are the best two out of three. Okay. The team that has home court advantage starts the first two games at home. But if it is a game three, the game three and deciding game three is on the road. That is so messed up in such an uncompetitive advantage, in my opinion. Now, I think it's been like this for some years, and this isn't the first time it's come across my radar, but I actually forgot, but since I'm really in tune to this particular WNBA playoffs because of Becky Hammond, Vegas Aces, okay, um, you know, it's, it's one of those situations and Kelsey Plum, but it's another one of those situations to where it came across my radar again, and I'm like, how is this? Why isn't this? And probably because of coverage, because there is more people covering the WNBA, but that's absurd. That's absurd. I mean, you have the home court advantage. You have the better record. Granted, you start the first two games at home, but if there's a decisive game three, it's going to be in the lower seed or the higher seed's home court. That makes no sense. Go ahead. Well, if there's a decisive game three, it's in the lower seed or, 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 the, or the underdog, if you would. That's what I'm saying. Okay. That doesn't make any sense. I, I actually, like, if you're trying to, I, I think that first off, the hosting two games for the higher seed, I think is interesting because it puts more onus on chasing through the regular season. We look at the NBA playoffs, and LeBron James is okay as as long as I get you know the eight seed. Try and stay out of the play-in. The teams will arguably fight for seeds one through four to get home court advantage. Arguably, um, some of them would just say, "Hey, we'll get the series over time." So I feel like this puts a little bit more, especially with fewer teams, puts more importance on. The regular season, the regular season push, and coming down through it all, and then if you are the underdog, if you're the if, if you're the lower seeded team, 
I feel like you should have home court advantage for that third one. I'm actually not upset about that because if, if you got two or if you get one into somebody else's house and you split one and one against a higher seed, then yeah, I feel like you do deserve some some level of so let me ask you this there in, in, in the third game. So let me ask you this: So you're okay with the higher seed getting the game seven in the NBA playoffs at their home arena? It's the same thing. That's my point. It does not make any sense. You know, I understand where you're trying to explain and justify because well, it puts more emphasis on the regular season. It does. It, no, if you're talking about in no. the first, we're in the first round. I don't care what round it is. The, the NBA used to play the best two out of three back in the day in the first round. Okay, I'm old enough to remember that. They used to play two out of three. Two out of three, three out of five, I mean, best four out of seven. NBA has all, the team that has the better record and the better regular season record has always got home court advantage in the deciding game. The WNBA is telling me, for one, they don't really have any type of home court advantage on either side. It doesn't really matter because that's what the format's telling me. Now, I think the game has changed and it's crowd. You've got more people buying tickets to WNBA games. And there are some loud, you know, New York, what Liberty's played. They've been they've been loud as all get out uh, when especially when the aces are coming to town. Um, they should change it. It's dumb, and it penalizes the team that does have the better record, that does take the regular season serious. At the end of the day, whether it's best four out of seven, two out of three, or three out of whatever it is, the deciding game, whether it's a game three or a game seven or a game five in all sports, should be played with the team that has the home court or home field advantage regardless. It's just another thing. And, like, look, I've done – it's been a long time since I've piled on or been critical of the WNBA. And I, this isn't the first time that I've talked about this. It's been years, but it's just come across my radar because I'm paying so much attention to the WNBA season this season and to the playoffs. And I said, damn, because if you look at it, if Deladon grabs that rebound toward the end – I mean, she had two chances. I mean, and, and, my, and my girl, the best player on the Liberty, uh, the guard – what's my girl's name from uh, Oregon? Sabrina. Sabrina. I mean, the girl has to at least shoot like 80% from the free throw line. She went and missed both free throws. They had the, Before the foul, they had an opportunity to secure the rebound. Deladon trips and falls on running for it. They get another chance. The girl gets fouled. Sabrina goes. She misses two free throws on the second one. They still can't get the rebound. But hypothetically, you're talking about one of the super teams that the WNBA has marketed all season between them and the Vegas Aces. If Deladon gets that rebound, they're going, their whole aspirations of meeting Vegas nights in the finals are going on it comes down to a road game they've been the second probably most dominant team in the WNBA they've got to go on the road with the Mystics with with one of the greats of the WNBA even though she had a horrible game but anytime Della Don could win a game on her on her own that's a disadvantage that makes that's dumb I think one thing that you're not looking at here maybe is logistics okay the WNBA already has travel problems in terms of private planes to be able to get their players from point A to point B. Uh, I understand that's, that with the everything that's gone on with Brittany Griner, they're adjusting that for the postseason. Um, but if you're looking at the higher seed is more likely to win. So if they, if they can get it done at home, uh, which they should, um, then you don't have to travel for game three. That's expenses saved I'm not, for, a, for a league that already has financial issues. So I think that that, that might also have be part of why this structure is the way it is. 
regardless because, of because, what, it's, because it's about well, the accounting books. Well, first of all, this league, I mean, there's nothing really reported about financial issues with this league. It's the fact that the women feel like they should be pay- playing more. I've always given you my take on sports in well, regards to the WNBA men. before saying, you know, but, talking about, you know, why they can't get private planes. The for NBA, all the teams this is a team that this is a, a, a league that you damn near say it's an umbrella for the NBA. If it wasn't for the NBA, the WNBA would have been over. We would have never seen some of the stars that we're seeing right now. It would have been done. In 2023, when I look at the WNBA, I see sponsorship. I see sponsorship on ladies' jerseys, just like they have the men. In 2023, I'm not giving travel and logistics and expenses to anybody as an excuse in the league. There's sponsorships. There's advertisement. At the end of the day, and if that's the case, then you know what? Let's just do one one one. You know, one game at the at the higher seed, one thing and go. But at the, regardless you how you have to travel at that point. That's fine. But I'm not like, you know, the whole Maybe travel. Forcing two the, travel, the, two trips rather than even just one trip. The whole travel excuses went out in the 1980s between the Lakers and the Boston, the East Coast, West Coast, when everybody was flying charter, when you could sit next door, you could be asking for peanuts or whatever in your flight. You're sitting next to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. These days are over, man. It is 2023. I'm not giving the women excuses for it. They run the league and I'm not giving it. it you tried. I mean, because like I said, this is what you do. You spin, you look at the other optics. This is dumb. This is dumb. If Deladon, because I promise you, if Deladon gets those rebounds, the missed, I mean, the Liberty with all the hype waiting for the collision between them and the Aces, there is a good chance they were going to win that game just off of nerves. I mean, the WNBA is a little bit different than when you have your dominant teams as on the NBA, the men's side. You know, but that's just, I mean, we don't have to spend all day on it, but I just put that observation because no one talks about it. But I'm like, what what world are we doing that in? And I mean, at the beginning, like I said, it's, I've said that with the NBA in regards to the finals when they had the format. I'm like, man, stop using that whole, well, you got an East Coast team and a West Coast team. No, nah, man, these are charter flights for the most part. And even if they're not going to fly charter in the regular season, Adam Silver and the NBA, along with the commission, WNBA, you can find sponsors or something to fly charter just for the playoffs or the finals. It's dumb. Stupid. But there's people getting paid to run this stuff. 877-37-GRIND. Also, uh, baseball continues to go on. We've got action as we speak. Uh, the Rangers and the Astros are both in action. You know, the uh, Baltimore Orioles are balling. Uh, they've taken two out of three with the Astros. I think the Astros are pretty much content where they're at. I think they can't finish no lower than second. Uh, but I think the Orioles are still playing for some, but they're playing some good ball. Uh, they're in the top of the going to the top of the fifth inning right now with Astros and the Rangers um, yesterday was able to rally uh, to beat the Sox. They're in action right now as we speak uh, against the Rangers as those are two important uh, series going on. And as well, Otani has broken his silence. Uh, we'll kind of circle back to that. But Otani, I think he went on IG or Twitter and kind of released a statement and about, you know, having the procedures and kind of, you know, put some things out there where you can kind of read into it in regards to if you're in that, you know, thinking of how much the Angels have an opportunity to retain him, but he was at least was able to go ahead and break his silence. College football, uh, Coach Prime has spoken uh, in regards to not only the upcoming opponent in regards to Oregon and what he's looking for, but also he has spoken on the Henry Blackburn situation, which we'll have audio for that. We'll get to that when we get uh, when we get to it. Um, NBA, uh, speaking of the basketball, going to the hardwood of the man. I didn't get to this yesterday, but I definitely wanted to talk about the 76ers, uh, who a few days ago signed Kelly Oubre. Okay, which been on a couple teams with the Suns. Uh, you know, I think he was on the uh, Wizards at one time. I know he was with the Suns. The Hornets. The Hornets. Um, I like it. 
you know, I'm not a big fan of his, but I think what he does in his type of game uh, going with Philly, that's a heck of a sign, especially bringing Nick Nurse on board. Now, the mystery and the million-dollar question is, how cooperative is James Harden going to be? Okay, that is the reality. Um, I've heard mixed reports. I know I heard Woj talking about this the other day. Is like, hey, they're going to – they pretty much, according to Woj, they've given Nick Nurse – the power to pretty much play the guys who are committed and buying into the 2023 season. So what that tells me is that they are prepared if James Harden shows up looking like Ruben Stutter and trying to eat his way out of another city, or if he's just basically, uh, you know, subordinate, He's going to sit his ass, and he's not going to play. Now, that's what I take. But I like the Kelly Oubre signing. Uh, but the James Harden thing, that's the million-dollar question because he's not traded. He's not going to be traded before the season uh, starts, in my opinion. So we'll see how that goes. And we've heard from Dame Dollar as well, too. But when we get back, we'll start with the NFL. And, yes, Cleveland has made a move, bringing back a familiar face. We'll get into it when we get back. you listen to the Sports Crime. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a Dose. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing Spinning the One and Twos. We'll be back. Texas summers can get hot, but now they're blazing with the new Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary Mix. The latest addition to the Zing Zang lineup brings the same great bold and delicious taste that you already know, only much hotter. Shake things up with Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary Mix made with premium ingredients and crafted for a bold and savory taste, whether with your favorite vodka or with the pre-mixed ready-to-drink cans. Zing Zang, America's favorite Bloody Mary and an official sponsor of the sports grind. Please Zing Zang responsibly. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to choosetiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the sports grind. Tryna see her on my beach house for the next few days She like me cause I'm G by her Givenchy Every time you look up I be doing something else Yeah that's me all right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing and spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios, and this next segment is going to be sponsored by Specs. All right, keep in mind, if you're looking to check out what's the latest new products that they have that's delivered to the store, or... Excuse me, if you already know what you want and you want it straight delivered to your doorstep, don't forget about specsonline.com because specs, the fun starts here. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind and an official partner of the Dallas Cowboys. 877-37-GRIND. 
All right, so uh, let's start in the National Football League, um, and we'll circle back to the hardwood as well and in the college um, as well, but let's start in the National Football League. Um, so uh, we spent a lot of time yesterday talking about the impact of what Nick Chubb's injury could be uh, for the Cleveland Browns, and then less than 24 hours, they have made a move, which uh, credit to um, – AC, my significant other, you know, because she was talking and passing. She's like, you know what? They're probably going to sign Kareem Hunt. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't think so. I was like, I figured, you know, it wasn't an obvious to me because I figured, like, they just go with the young cat. But, no, they went ahead and bring Kareem Hunt back. And what I'm hearing, it's a $4 million. So, he's getting $4 million for one year? Yeah, one season, $4 million. Okay. So, he's the next. So, really, now we're down to just really Jonathan Taylor. But before we talk about that, um, look, I get it. I mean, I didn't think about it at first, especially it didn't even cross my mind at all when we were discussing going back and forth yesterday. But it does, um, you know, if you look at it, it does make sense in regards to being familiar with the system. Now, he um, he got to play. He got to play some games with Deshaun, right, Jonah, last year? So when Deshaun came back, was he was on the roster, right? Was he hurt or was he out? On the roster, yes. I can't recall uh, whether he was hurt or not okay. down the stretch. Okay. Well, I don't believe he was. Well, I think what he does he is, again, I, I like Kareem Hunt. I, you know, it's surprising. I mean, I've always said that evidently he's just asking for too much money. Why Why he hasn't been on somebody's roster uh, until now, why he was even available for Cleveland uh, to be able to get him. Uh, but he's not Chubb. But I think what it does do is um, – to kind of ease some of Jonah's concerns and Cleveland Browns are like, hey, let's try to remain to the identity of what we're doing run. But I still stay, I stand on what I said yesterday, which I feel like it's going to help. But I think it is going to come down to Deshaun Watson is going to have to play better. And I think eventually he will. I, I just think a lot of it had to do with the two defenses um, that he faced in the first two weeks. I think in that first game, it definitely had to do probably with the weather. Uh, you know, because Cincinnati is 0-2, but I'm not trying to, you know, say, but that's a division game. But Pittsburgh definitely looked, you know, did a 180 compared to what they looked like defensively against the 49ers in week one. So, um, but he'll get in, and I'm pretty sure if, you know, in some leagues, you know, fantasy-wise, some guys, some people have been drafted Kareem and just stashing him just to figure out what team he's going to uh, end up with, but I definitely would imagine for the people out there that pay attention to that stuff, the fantasy world, that he'll be a hot waiver wire pickup, even if he's still out there uh, in regards to free agency. Because he will have, I mean, well, let me ask you do you think eventually, who, who do you think eventually, if we get to, let's say, past Halloween, so pretty much after when, we, when we're getting ready to go into the second half and the home stretch down in the November, beginning of November, who is really the number? Who's going to eventually emerge as the featured back between him and the other young man? Who do you think? You know, that that's really something that I, I question. Um, and for the fact that one, it wasn't so much about the money in Cleveland. It was more about the role. Right. Good point. I agree All with right. that. As to why he didn't want to return to just be Rob, come back as Robin for another season. Facts, uh, especially when you're running back, you 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 have so long to have a career, and you know you're tw- turning what 28 years old, and Probably. you got low mileage. But nonetheless, after 30, whether you've gotten banged up or not, you're just slower. Huh. Okay, so he's sitting here 27, 28 years old. Last year, in another year with you know fourth year with Cleveland, 
Despite playing all 17 games, he did not have a single start and only ha- and had less than 100 yards more than his eight games in 2021. Huh. Okay, so production down, usage up, because he appeared in all 17 games, but production relatively down when you average per game. Um, Stefanski said that he plans to, you know, immediate, in the immediacy... Uh, you know, yesterday's press conference uh, and media availability said, you know, Jerome Ford is the guy. What Jerome Ford brings you is still a lot of that speed, a lot of that shift. What Kareem Hunt brings you um, is definitely pass catching out of the backfield. Uh-huh. Uh, we've talked about that in terms of evaluating where he could potentially land. Um, but he's coming in off of after not going through any camp with anybody. Hmm. Now, this is the best I think this is the best scenario for him because again, he doesn't have to figure out and learn a new offense and go through the install. You would you've been with this head coach for 3 seasons now. This uh, be- since he came in cuz he came in uh, in 2019. So you think this would be entering his 3rd season with this Snake? Is, uh, he's already completed 3. Technically this would be his 4th season. With he's Snake. completed 3 right. seasons so with Stefanski. Fourth, right. Okay. All right. So you know this offense. Um you know how how to be used. You know that offensive line. You've ran behind those guards, those tackles, um, for three years now. Uh, some of them four years. So I feel like this was, this was definitely the best case scenario. Now he and he took and I think the four million dollars shows you this was not about the money. This was about the opportunity. Indianapolis probably couldn't guarantee him the fact that hey, you're going to be our feature guy. No, because they're still trying to get things figured out with Jonathan Taylor, hoping that you know he folds and decides he wants to play for the season. So if Jonathan Taylor comes back, sorry, Kareem Hunt, you're going to the you're going to be number two. Okay, so I think that he looks at that at every other team. I think that when you come into the Cleveland situation, he he sees his opportunity to be the feature back. But I wouldn't be surprised if he's disgruntled again here come Halloween. Because he's not being treated like RB1. Well, I will tell you this. I so agree. that's where when you ask me uh-huh. who, who's going to be the featured back, I don't know that he necessarily even trusts Cleveland and Stefanski to really be like, oh, yeah, you're, you're our RB1. You're, you're the guy. Because Jerome Ford came out for everything for everything that you know Nick Chubb is and you lost. He still came out and rushed for 100 yards against that Pittsburgh Steelers defense. Granted, I mean, granted, one of them was like a 67 yard run, though. Well, sure. I mean, one. I mean, but every not, every running back relies on a big play or two to really to get their numbers. Up. I got, I got you. That's true. That's fair. I, well, I would tell you that I do agree. I, I mean, I do agree with your take because that is right for people that didn't know that or you know didn't really know the clarity on the Kareem Hunt situation. It is Jodas is right um, that you know it was because I remember hearing him speak about it. It was really that he wanted the opportunity to be a feature back. Um, so I think this whole time while he's been sitting there. I think, yes, part of it, I would say 70% of it has been because no one can promise him that he's going to be back number, running back number one. Uh, and 30% has also been about the money, though. Um, but I do feel that he doesn't – if he's held out this long, I don't know if he really makes a decision to go back. It's like going back to your ex. You know, usually if you go back to your ex-wife or you go back to your ex-husband or ex-girl for whatever, nine times out of ten, it really doesn't work the second time around. So for him to go back to his ex after sitting out and taking visits with Indy, having other visits and talks and taking phone calls, um, 
you know, I know I, I'm pretty sure from reports and my sources, I think Denver even kicked the tires on him. Speaking of the Broncos, so I knew it was just the money. They weren't going to pay him what he was asking. But the reality is I do think there was something told to him that I think he's the only reason why he's going back because he does feel like he will have the opportunity to have a bigger workload there and maybe be that guy uh, than he did when Chubb's there or Chubb's healthy. Now, the other one thing, but well, the last thing I'll say about it before I give you your, your time to chime back in is that I feel that, you know, yes, he's been there for three years already, and this would be his fourth season. Well, but he's I, been there for four years, three years under Stefanski. Three years Stefanski came in in 2020. He right. came in in that season under Kitchens. Okay, well, uh, let's just talk about Stefanski. I do think the familiarity in regards to the offensive line and the running scheme, yes, but I do feel the offenses are still going to be a little bit different because of Deshaun Watson. So he hasn't really had that many reps because I do think the dip, the offense, the day they signed Deshaun Watson, and especially going through this off season and all year, the offense is a little bit different. I think the DNA is there of what Cleveland fans want. The DNA was, like you said, the team, the line was built to run the ball and everything. But make no mistake about it, the offense is a little bit different. But, um, you know, hopefully, you know, with Cleveland's defense, I mean, it's really going to come down to – you know, again, probably the play of Deshaun Watson and the play of the receiving group. I think the defense and the type of coordinator Schwartz is, I've never been a big fan of his. I know he's not a head coach, but the one thing I will say defensively uh, with Philly, um, what he showed with Cleveland, what he even showed as a head coach when he was with Detroit, I don't believe it's going to be a defense that is going to get beat down. Meaning like if this comes down to where Cleveland has to really beat you with three yards in a cloud of dust and basically – you know, kind of like what Jonas was saying yesterday, if Deshaun just really deforms and, uh, you know, transforms like a transformer into a managing quarterback. And then that's because the way it's – I look at that situation, the way the Cleveland fan base is, man, it's really a no-win situation in regards to making the fan base happy. Because if even if they're winning games, because if Deshaun is sitting there – and I'm not saying you, but I think basically from that fan base and what I've paid attention from afar and I know – if he goes and, he, and and Cleveland's winning games and he's just basically like, hey, don't mess up or whatever, the talk's going to be is like, why are we paying this guy this money? We could have had Baker do this. We could have had somebody else to do this. That's my opinion. Um because there's certain because I do there's certain fan bases that's gonna bitch and complain no matter what it is and Cleveland's one of them those teams there's a few of them in the league I mean you can put Dallas in that category like they can never decide it's never 100 yeah that's our quarter I mean since Troy Aikman it's never been like hey that's our court. it's divided with Romo it's divided with Dak I just think with Cleveland like what you know. If Deshaun is going to have to show that, yes, whether you're saying, hey, it's leading, it's this, but it justified that we're paying him this money because, again, not just people in Cleveland, but people in the media, they're ready to jump off the bandwagon already uh, through two weeks. Um, and I can tell you this. I mean, I don't think Deshaun I don't think Deshaun Watson looks like 2022 Russell Wilson bad. <laughs> I don't say he looks like that in two weeks. No, Jonas, don't, man. No, no. That you can't give me the gas because because if I if you say that that's gonna be that that's that's gonna be that number six in your heart coming out in Baker. Deshaun don't look as bad as Russ through two games as what Russ looked like. Again, not you, getting the play look, in. You look at the numbers. You look at the penalties, the face masks. As a quarterback, and you get two of them in a game. Through two games, it's not. It's definitely not pretty. Does he look older to you? 
Does he look like he's lost some type of speed? Or I, something? I've heard conversation that people feel like he looks slower. In my opinion, he's he doesn't look slower. Okay. Um, there are some that you know again just opinions out there that he's not reading defense the defense as well. Um, and again, this is supposed to be built around him. And he, there's uh, I, I tweeted out stats the other day uh, sharing you know people who do the deep dive analytics that you're not really a big fan of. Yeah. But were, of him driving the ball into the ground. Under throwing receivers with an open pocket, and you're he's under throwing receivers. Throws. He's missed some throws in the first couple. Of weeks. Um, so he's 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 not looking great. But again, to my point yesterday, you pay you pay quarterbacks like my, like Mahomes, like Watson, like Rodgers to be the difference in about three or four games. Because it's it, over the course of a year to really be that's why you won the game. Uh-huh. was them about a quarter of your schedule is because they were the difference not every game but those games um and did not be the reason that you lost the game and when you look at the pittsburgh he's the reason you lost that game the defense played well the running game worked your quarterback with two turnovers and 14 points going the other way is why you lost that game Okay. It wasn't fair. kicking, was anything else. That's fair. So when you look at it now, again, just to bring it back because we spent a whole no, all yeah, yesterday show on show. Watson yeah. and Chubb. Yeah. But Kareem Hunt, uh, he's tweeted twice this calendar year. Okay. Or three, well, he just tweeted for the third time this calendar year. Uh, the first, one was in Jan- on January 9th. He's taken off his entire free agency all offseason from tweeting. Nick Chubb gets hurt the other day. He puts a sad face with a heart and a bat because you know Nick Chubb is he's Batman. Uh-huh. Um, it's his favorite comic book too, by the way, which is why again Batman yeah, and Robin you know stuff the in there. Guy's favorite comic, but you are investing. The, the, the Browns the Browns play into this anyway. The Cleveland Browns tweeted two hours ago: "Best friends have each other's back." They tagged Kareem Hunt. They tagged Nick Chubb, and that's the, that's his last tweet. Is he retweeted that? Okay. If friends having each other's back. So I feel like part of this is he's doing for, you know, for and, and don't forget too, he's from the area. Uh-huh. He wants to see this team succeed. He, and athletes will play for whoever's going to pay them. Right. But I feel like he wants to see this team succeed. Okay, and leaving that front, who do the Cleveland has up next? Tennessee Titans. Mm. So you're going up against a good run defense, but you've got a good run defense of your own. It's going to be another Another battle in the trenches. I am. And this even... is another one of those games where you are going. There's going to be a, about two or three, maybe um, I might even round that up to five passes that you have to hit. And there's going to be five throws that will be the difference in that game, whether it's a touchdown or an incompletion or an interception the other way. It's going to come down to about five throws for either team. Well, I can tell you, I haven't even looked at that game yet in regards to what the desert has, but I would tell you between those two teams and what we've seen through two weeks, I would say that over-under total for that game is going to be set right about at 38.5 or right on the nose at 39 around that, no more than 40. And I haven't even looked at it, promise you that. But I can just tell you in regards to those two teams, the way the game's played and the style, I can't, that's probably where they're going to set that at, at the desert. 877-37-GRIND. All right, moving on in NFL news. I didn't get to this yesterday because uh, I know we had the Eric Brown interview. But in regards to uh, the team in the Maha City and Denver Broncos, um, you know, it's been a lot of chatter going on. Uh, you know, they have the Miami Dolphins uh, up. Next on the docket for them, uh, they're going to Florida. Uh, probably going to expect some humidity, still some heat. It's still early on. 
uh, the preparations start pretty much today. I mean, you know, they started Tuesday uh, for most coaches, but when the players come in, the, the game plan on how we're going to attack this opponent, this particular team, which in Miami, that's getting played today on Wednesday. The preparations to me under the narrative out there, outside of the facilities, locally with the media, uh, and really nationally with the media is all centered around Vance Joseph and rightfully so I mean I talked about this before we kicked off one onside kick to start the season with the Raiders I said Vance I'm concerned really what the defense the preseason it matters to the fact of a, a team's DNA and habits. And for whatever reason, you can talk about backups, you can talk about starters, you can talk about third-string guys, you can talk about vanilla defenses in the preseason. It doesn't matter. The giving up the leads and the chunks down the field and matriculating and just can't handle leads and getting the ball back to the offense with more possessions, that has started in the preseason, and that's who they are through two weeks. Now, Rex Ryan, on Monday, I believe on Get Up, uh, Greeny show Monday it came I didn't watch it live but it came across my radar later on that Rex kind of trolled Sean and just said hey you know Russ came out and, and now the credit to Rex which I if I was there on the set I could tell Rex like first of all I remember you said no way he was taking this job anyway Rex I remember that way before they called your ass to get interviewed but anyway I ain't forgot about that knew he would take it but Rex said, hey, this is kind of working. Russ looks better. You know, the office looks better. He's the one that got the uh, stat given to him. And at least he admitted he didn't know that until the stat guy gave it to him. Uh, but about their lead in the league, number one, and points per possession. And he put it all on the defense. And he said, hey, he goes, I don't know what the deal is now. If I was defense court, they'd be number one defense in the league. He goes, but I don't know what that is doing. Now, if you recall... Rex interviewed for this job. Now we're coming up against it. I'm going to add something to that uh, when we kind of get back and then kind of take a little early look on how this is going to be with Miami. I want to take a look at midline week report as well too. Uh, Chicago. I didn't even have it on the docket, but I've got. I've been meaning to get. I've got to have a take on Chicago and the Bears and what they look. Cause Justin's starting to get some heat too. You listen to the sports grind. Today's show is being presented by Dosecchi's. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Maestro De Bell Tequila Studios. We'll be back. When life sounds too much like this. It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Maestro Dobel Tequila was born from 11 generations of tequila-making legacy. It is sourced from a single estate in the volcanic lowlands of Jalisco, Mexico, using the finest 100% blue agave. Double distilled and aged in European white oak barrels, Maestro Dobel's commitment to innovation isn't only to discover new ways of distilling and aging, it's about elevating and crafting a superior tequila that is the essence of mastery. Maestro Dobel is the official tequila of the PGA Tour and an official sponsor of the sports grind. Please drink responsibly. 
it's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits and world-class wine to chips, dips and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special Nam and Seafood Lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 